are they going to really stick it out for the long run? I'm assuming no, because she's going to get fed up because, you know, the way things look like not, it's not easy for anybody to come to uh, the Americas. And I, when I refer to the Americas for those tuning in the first time, I'm referring to Canada, the U S because I'm from Canada, coupon coupons from the U S and, you know, we have kind of similar somewhat laws, so to say, <laughs> but it's, it's hard for anybody to get into any of these countries right now. And depending on the storyline and the date that this was filmed, it's going to be hard for Michael. And then she's going to get fed up. You get what I'm saying? So I don't know if they're going to last long. She does bring the show, unfortunately, even though she's been really harsh and, you know, verbally abusing him. But I don't see Michael getting a chance coming to America. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me and I am your host Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything so sit back and enjoy the show. Let's get ready to rumble! It's 90 Day Fiancé time with my co-host, the Coupon Queen Ben. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of, of, of uh, if I could talk and we are live, of a little bit of everything with me. We are recapping 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After Season 6, episode called Bubble Baths and Family Warts, whatever, however you want to pronounce it, because clearly I cannot pronounce Family it. Family Wrath. Oh, it's wrath. Wow. That See? And wrath. Yes. That's the dyslexia in me. Well, <laughs> thank you, Coupon Queen Ben. This is why I have an amazing co host. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, uh, I don't even know what to say about this episode. Seriously. Like, what were your thoughts on it before we dive into these couples? Oh, there was so much going on. There was just way too much going on. I was like, what? Why bathtubs and arguments over babysitters and the threat of a supervillain coming back? I mean, what the heck? I don't think Marvel could have written anything better. Right. And, you know... (laughs) It's funny you say that because I kind of felt the same way. Like last night's episode was just like, I I was like, okay, can I watch any more 90 day fiance after this? Because to me, I, I just, I wasn't feeling it. I really wasn't feeling it. So let's dive into it. Who did you want to start with next or first? Wow. Well, I can't talk. <laughs> I guess we can go with. Tiffany and Ronald, because there wasn't much of them. There wasn't, you know, I mean, she's still not telling him the truth about not wanting to stay. She's making every excuse in the world. You know, if you remember last week, they were at dinner. His mom took the kids so that they could have a nice, you know, date night. And... He just, like, blew up, but it's because, again, Tiffany is not telling the truth. Yes, he is trying to please her, but she made, and and, and I will say this, she made such a big thing about him not doing, not doing anything. So now he is trying to fix everything. He's not doing a great job at it. But, I mean, it's almost like, well, when he wasn't doing anything, she's complaining. And now that he's doing everything and trying to please her because, of course, she's doing that thing of she can't be pleased. Where have we seen this before? Oh, yeah, right. That's Devin. Oops. But, yeah. And now she's still not pleased instead of saying, hey, you know what? I really don't want to be with you. Hey, I'd rather stay in the United States. Hey, you know, she's she's playing this game with him. And I really feel bad. It's almost like, you know, she's playing with his emotions. 
Oh, for sure. And I just didn't like that either. But also what, again, with Ronald, I do not like about is that he has the tendency of this masculinity of being the top of the top and how the woman should be doing things. So yeah, she pisses me off because she's really playing the Devon game, which I'm not for it, but also Ronald, it's like, he tries to be like, well, you're the woman of the house. You're supposed to be doing the household things and yada, yada. I don't change diapers. I'm not here to really watch the kids. And that's what, that's what I got from it. Like, basically I'm not here to watch the kids. I'm here to give them to you and that's it. And I, I'm, I will be the man of the house and work for it. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, I just want to throw something at you right now. And I, I, because honestly, the way he talks and the way it's like, oh, because here in South Africa, you know, we've heard it in all different countries. I'm pretty sure we've heard it where we are living today. It's, it's like, oh, but in my country, it's because I'm the man of the house. Like I'm the man of the house. I'm the man of the house. I, I, I really hate that mentality. And I say hate because I really do. And in my opinion, the way Ronald portrays it, it's like, I'm the man of the house. I should be providing. Uh, you're not providing. <laughs> I know you're trying, but you're not providing. So before you go into saying about how much you're providing, I know he's trying. He is trying his best. But for you to say those things of I'm going to be the man of the house and that Tiffany shouldn't be by his side, like beside each other of controlling the house, it's she he really wants her to be underneath him. And I'm just like, uh-uh. I'm sorry, but that doesn't play by me. It just, it really bothered me. Exactly, they both, exactly. They both annoy me. Trust me, they do. Tiffany's just playing this stupid game that she needs to just let him go. Like, stop it already. Just let him go. Like, you're wasting so much time yeah. and ruining your kids. Your kids are the one who are going to be suffering at the end here because... Exactly. I, 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 You know, the bad part is I know everybody's like, but Carly's his daughter. I feel bad for Daniel he's formed this bond with Ronald and I feel bad for Daniel because had she not gotten into the situation to begin with they wouldn't be going through this exactly exactly so I feel sorry for Daniel in this situation Ronald needs to step out from that masculine mentality which a lot of people a lot of men actually carry around unfortunately but until the woman makes more money or is at par then things change which is really sad that it has to come to that point but i just i couldn't stand these two i just couldn't and it's just like i get what ronald's saying it's like you when she says to him I went to go speak to a divorce lawyer and he's just like well you should have gone with the divorce and his side interview and his confessional and i'm thinking Oh, really? So you wouldn't mind if she even got a divorce at this point. Is that what you're trying to say? Instead of him trying to fight for what he's trying to do of not going to America and having his family stay in South Africa, then I'm like, okay, so Ronald's not on the same page either. He's just playing the game of I'm trying, trying, trying to show them that they can stay because that's his big thing is he wants them to stay in South Africa. Yeah, it's super crazy. It's super crazy. They're both play. I mean, I, I keep saying it. They're both playing the game. They're both playing the game. But we finally know the truth. And she pulled a Devin move. She has some new guy. As soon as I find out dirt on the new guy, um, you know, I will let you know. But yeah, she's dating a new guy here in the States. And, you know, Ronald has made his point ever so clear. He is not happy about it and knows that she is going to use the children as a pawn against him. So there's that. Well, oh, go ahead. Anything else to say about this couple? Not really, to be honest. It's just the stupidity coming out of his mouth and her mouth. It's like, what else could we say? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Well, talking about stupidity, there's another couple we might as well get out of the way. Natalie and Mike. Which I'm glad to see the internet wins. I am not the only one that thinks he looks like Mikey from Recess. Um, 
If you don't know what Recess is, it's a cartoon from the 90s. You got to watch it. Yeah. So (laughs) he's, you know, basically staking his claim and saying, hey, because we see him working out, you know, flipping tires. And I don't know. It was it me or did Natalie just come out of the house looking like she wanted to start trouble? I mean, she just came out with this like super smirk, like I'm going to stir the pot. I I, I don't know what did did you get that or was it just me? Girl, she's been trying to do, she's been doing that since day one. Ever since she stepped foot into America, it's been that type of mentality. I'm just going to get out of bed and startle his world. I'm just going to go to the kitchen and startle his world. I'm going to go to the car and startle his world. She is the, you know how Britney's the number one ghoster? She is like the number one startle piss off my other half because I need to do that. She's she is crazy. And I was just oh my goodness, this woman coming out of the house and she's just like she's got that dance of I'm going to piss this guy off. The piss if you want to know what the piss off dance is or the piss off walk, just look at Natalie because she does it so well. And she just claims like, it's never her fault. It's never my fault. I put so much work into this relationship. I work so hard in this relationship. And I'm thinking, what on earth did I just watch the past 12 episodes plus the two seasons that they've been on? Like, is she on a different planet right now? Like, Seriously, <laughs> I'm I'm blown away, which it's I'm not surprised, but it just blows your mind of how a person like her does so bad that she still continues to do the same thing over and over again. Exactly, exactly. And he's trying to explain to her, which I mean, Mike, Mike at this point has the patience of, I don't know. Because he's just like explaining, hey, you didn't tell me where you were. I took, I didn't even realize this man took the week off. He took the week off to take care of her. He took the week off, rented a hotel room, all this stuff. And she's just like, eh. I just want potatoes and butter and pickles or whatever disgusting weird thing it was she wanted and I'm like oh okay and she's just not really caring what's going on like she didn't care that she didn't tell him that they were you know where what hospital she was going to be at or what time her surgery was or anything but even if you remember when they were leaving her mom's house and i mean his mom's house and they needed to know the airport or i mean the airline and she wouldn't answer she had all the information but would not answer i mean come on like this is this is so childish she is a child of i don't like she's a different breed from a different planet I cannot stand Natalie watching that was just like what it's just, it made me feel like one of the audiences at the Jerry show or the Murray show. Like you're just like in agony of like, if I'm saying that word correctly in the sentence, because you know, some cast members don't know how to use words in proper sentences either. But I was just like, how, like, how could you not have told it? And I get it. Like, there's some things you don't want to say, but he's paying stuff for you. He took time off. Like, I, you know, it's just like, she is crazy. She is just living independently like a, like a, what do you call it? Like a roommate. Like she has no communication. And she always says we don't communicate. And she brings up communication. Like she's a pro at it and she's not. But- But that's the crazy part. Have you ever noticed that people that always bring up we need to communicate are the ones that don't communicate? Right. It's so weird. It's like we have to communicate and then there's nothing to say. 
And it's like, why? Why, Natalie? She wants to walk off and storm off like a child. She wants to do all this stuff, but it's always like, ugh. I don't know. I think we've talked about this couple too long. Way too long. But before we go into the other couple, to respond to Dahlia on Facebook, she must have told him some details if he asked for the time off. No, I feel like she didn't. I feel like she really just was sneaky, like she always is. She's the professional pisser offer. Uh, she's just like, you know what? I'm I have the date of the surgery, and he doesn't know what how long it is. So he's assuming that right. one week will be enough. So I personally think she never told him anything, any of the details. He just assumed because it's a surgery, she's going to need a week off and maybe like, you know, I can help her as much as possible. But since she's misindependent, miss the pro communicator, the pro everything, this is what happened. It ends up being in a crap show. But that's the thing, because remember, even when she first scheduled the appointment, she scheduled the appointment. And then told him about it. She's like, yeah, it's in a couple of weeks. Like, he's thinking he had time. So he probably at that point just said, hey, the Monday of blah, blah, blah. Can I have that whole week off? I'm telling you, between her degrees and Angela's taxes, there there's a lot of these things covered, Dahlia. <laughs> Maybe one of her degrees is in pissing off people. Yes, probably. Paul, most likely. I wouldn't be surprised. Because now you can get a degree in anything. Even flipping burgers. I know. Super crazy. Super crazy. But, uh, these two. So, who did you want to talk about next? Okay. So, let's get into... Let's get into Angela and Michael for a second here. Um, <laughs> we see Angela getting on a FaceTime call with Michael and her psychic. Her psychic. They want to do a reading on Michael to see where he's at and take away these insecurities that Angela has to figure out what is happening. So it made me laugh because... Michael was going to be put on the spot and how is he going to defend himself now? I, I was, I was a bit kind of like, man, you put yourself in a hole because you're never going to win. Like, you know, I feel bad for Michael because he's been the longest reigning partner in crime spouse, whatever you want to call him. And he's still not in America. Like this man deserves a green card at this point, but also, with this season, I have started not to like, I've started to not like to, to not like him. Is, am I making sense here? I don't like him right now because yeah. Of, yeah. Because of the fact that how it's all superficial with appearance with Angela focusing around her boobs. Like that's ba basically all he cares about at this point from, from what I've seen so far in the season. Um, but with the psychic of telling, <laughs> trying to ask the questions of what does Michael want and everything. And he's just like, I just want more space. And I'm like, dude, what do you mean space? You live halfway across the world. How much you're, more space? That's what I was going to say. Like you're a whole country away. Like, are you kidding me? There's even water in between the two of you. Are you kidding me? You're not on the same continent. And it really obviously made things worse. And now when I watch Pillow Talk, because I do, Alexi brought up a good point. Maybe he meant to say space, meaning for him as in space with his thoughts and, you know, having her to respect him with what he has to say. And I was thinking maybe he's right. Maybe he's onto something because, you know, a lot of these foreigners, when it comes to translating English, it's a lot harder for them. And it's like me when I translate into Spanish, obviously everything's in reverse and it just confuses me. But it's just like maybe Alexi's right. He wanted space for Angela 
to really respect him and give him time to speak up when he needs to, because we know that she doesn't really give him time for anything. Like that's it. He opens up his mouth and he doesn't say the right three first, right? Three words. That's it. It's, it's done. Like Angela is completely done. And right. She to divorce him. What did you think? I was just like, Oh my gosh, this poor man. And he asked for space. And then she's like, well, I shouldn't be getting space from you. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what? in the world like what is and 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 but that's a clear a clear indication as what you as what you were just saying where he just says something and she just jumps all over it and it's like this poor man but then again here's the thing he has the most to lose about out, out of this situation should they get a divorce and it's because, remember, this man is not working because Angela doesn't want him to work. So she can claim like, oh, I'm paying everything, but he's doing what you asked. Yeah, I, I think it may. He, okay, that that's a good point, too. He may have wanted just room to breathe. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree too. Maybe he just wanted room to breathe, but just didn't say it in the right appropriate way. So I I just feel like, are they going to really stick it out for the long run? I'm assuming no, because she's going to get fed up because, you know, the way things look like not, it's not easy for anybody to come to the Americas. And I, when I refer to the Americas for those tuning in the first time, I'm referring to Canada, the U S because I'm from Canada, coupon coupons from the U S and, you know, we have kind of similar somewhat laws, so to say, <laughs> but it's, it's hard for anybody to get into any of these countries right now. And depending on the storyline and the date that this was filmed, it's going to be hard for Michael. And then she's going to get fed up. You get what I'm saying? So I don't know if they're going to last long. She does bring the show, unfortunately, even though she's been really harsh and, you know, verbally abusing him. But I don't see Michael getting a chance coming to America. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't see that. I don't see that happening. But then we had the weirdest scene afterwards that it was just. Wow. 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 Wubsy. That's that's the only thing I can say about that. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I don't, you know what, Dahlia? I I don't think Michael is scamming Angela um, because he's been doing everything she asked. He's not working because she wanted to be able to get a hold of him. Um, 24 7 you know he answers on the first two rings so that he doesn't have to get his head bitten off later um you know because from what i understand he did have a pretty lucrative job over there before he met her and before he stopped working so i'm i'm not thinking he's scamming her i really think he loves her and the fact that, I mean, this man hasn't, has not gone, even though a family is really important to him, he has not gone to get a new, uh, you know, like to try to have a baby without her, which is a thing over there. Would he leave her if, if he was already in the States? That's a hard question to ask. I don't know because we've seen that before with Muhammad. We've seen it with um, uh, what's Molly's ex's name? Um, Molly's ex. I can't remember his name all of a sudden. Luis. Luis. Right. We've seen that with, with both of them where it was just more like, you know, once I'm here, I'm here. But then again, we have seen where we've had to stick together stories like, I can't even believe I'm using this as an example, but the family Chantel where 
Pedro really loves Chantel. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's not here right now. So I can't say whether he's trying to scam her or not trying to scam her. But yeah. And for those of you that are listening on the podcast, I am answering questions from the live on Facebook. <laughs> this is why we do lives too, because um, we get to answer the viewers' questions. Uh, what do I think? Is Michael scamming Angela at this point? Uh, yes, because he lost the most favorite thing that he always loved was her big boobs. And would he leave her if he was already in the U.S.? Um he can try like Angela is worse than <sighs> I'm trying to find a way to describe her. She's worse than a bunch of wolves in the forest. Like if he attempts to leave that tribe of wolves, she is coming after him and make his life miserable and pay back everything. So he can attempt to, but he won't survive. Like literally she is like a hound of wolves. Like she's like 10 of them. And if Michael attempts to leave, that's it. He is done. So I, I, it's like, you have to really think it through. If you're going to leave Angela, once she spends the money and brought you over to the U S because she's going to screw you four times as hard. So that's a tricky one. That really is a tricky question. I mean, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Like, oh my gosh, she could, she could make his life absolutely miserable. And do you really want that? It's different. It's not like the Amphisa and George. Did she make his life miserable? Not really. Is he happy with what the outcome was? Yes. Like as he was answering questions from people and I was, you know, looking at it earlier this morning, but that's a tough one. Anything else to add to Michael? But the one thing I want to say before we move on was like, what is your gut telling you, Angela? What is your gut telling you? Is he scamming you? I'm thinking, oh my God. That That is the question. It's like, if you believe he's scamming you, why continue? Why just, why continue? I mean, she holds all the cards here. She can end it at any time. Yes, exactly. She does hold her own destiny. She's the one that decides she wants to do. Again, it's like a Tiffany. Tiffany just keeps dragging on this goddamn relationship that we know it's not going to work because she's been saying it from day one and she still doesn't do nothing about it. I give Ronald a chance. I give Ronald a chance. But and it's with Angela. I'm done. How many times has she said I'm done? We all would have been on the floor drunk. Hungover, passed out. Oh my gosh, we would have. Oh my gosh, it would have been a, the worst drinking game ever had we done the Angela. I'm done drinking game. It's just crazy. So let's move on. Who did you want to talk about next? Uh, let's talk about Jovi and Yara. Okay, so. Yara is trying to have Ukrainian Christmas, which Yara, I do have to say this. Some people in the United States do celebrate January 6th. We call it Three Kings Day, the Epiphany. But this is the first time I've heard it called Ukrainian Christmas. Um... But yeah, um, that's also why there's the 12 days of Christmas just, you know, helping you out here. Um, <laughs> but she wants to make it special because Jovi missed Christmas due to all of the new stipulations with his job and having to be gone so long. And... So now she wants to have her own special, you know, day and, you know, holiday, which, hey, who doesn't want to have their own special holiday? Who doesn't want it to be like home when they, 
you know, when they're celebrating with their family. So she buys all this stuff claiming that it's what rich people eat in the Ukraine. And I hate to tell you this, but that's not what anybody kind of eats here. Um, And I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but for us, sardines is not a rich people food or, you know, it's something that you can find in a can at the or in a jar at this supermarket. Um, so, yeah, she's just like making all this stuff and this is what people eat. And I and, and but we've seen this before because this is kind of what Natalie does. It's like this weird high class, low class. This is what rich people do. And I think I, I'm not sure, but it almost seems as though they're trying to equate the amount of money being made with the way their culture should be. And it's like food here, and unfortunately, and, and I will say this, both to Yara and to Natalie, I have seen billionaires eat hot dogs at hot dog stands, literally with my own eyes. So it does not mean that because they're eating a hot dog or because they had last year's MacBook that, you know, they're poor. They're just not spending $5,000 on a hairdryer or trying to live in a hotel room in Seattle. So there's that. But sorry for the rabbit hole, everyone. But um, they're having this holiday and she makes all this food that even Jovi says, I don't think my family's going to eat this. And invited, of course, is Mother Gwen and Jovi's cousin and his cousin-in-law. And they're so happy because they get to see Jovi with little Myla and he's having such a great time spending time, spending a holiday, having a dinner with them. And of course, just like Jovi said, no one likes the food and they're just looking at it and trying not to hurt her feelings. But of course, you know, she's kind of getting offended anyway. And then all of a sudden she wants to kick everybody out. Like it's six o'clock. Myla has to go to bed. And it's like, okay, I've seen people in nursing homes stay up later than she's talking about. Maybe, you know what? I got it, Angelica. You know who she needs to talk to? Do you know who she needs to talk to? She needs to talk to Jesse. He's like the king of the nursing home circuit. So she can get her times and schedules synced right. Like, it's like, yeah, we're going to bed at six o'clock. Like, who is going to bed at six o'clock? Why are you going to bed at six o'clock? And what time are you getting up in the morning Two? Like, I, I am so confused. And she wants to kick everybody out. Like, Milo's got to go to bed. And in my country, everybody just like eats and then they leave. Oh, I'm sorry. But let's be real. Jovi is still expecting Yara to be party Yara and not mommy Yara. So there's that confusion. But now she's still then the biggest elephant in the room that comes up is poor little Myla. And it's the fact that she's got her sleeping in the bed in between them. And it's like... Oh boy, I already knew this was going to be an offensive subject. Your babies used to sleep while you vacuumed. <laughs> that that's that's funny. I, I didn't know that babies did that, but okay. But I think she's she's you know and her and. And his cousin is trying to explain to her, you know, the longer you wait to get her out of your bed, 
the harder it's going to be to get her out of the bed. And, you know, instead of just saying, you know what, I don't want to talk about it, she's getting insulted. And you can see this is going to be a fight later for Yara and Jovi. Well, how could you let your cousins talk to me like this and blah, 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 blah. And then we find out, weirdly enough, Yara and all of her decorating of the entire house and we need a room for you Myla Myla has no crib so why did she need her own room at that point you could have just stayed in New Orleans if she's going to sleep in your bed anyway and you didn't buy her a crib why do you need a second room seriously I mean you could have planned on that later yeah, you know, that's a touchy subject for anybody. And I get when there's a baby in the family, everybody wants to chime in their two cents all the time. And at the end of the day, it's like it's really hard to kind of control your thoughts and what you want to say. Right. But um, I feel like with this whole scenario, Yara was rude in kicking them out. How many times have we been to parties all of us family gatherings when we were young teenagers and always the kid gets put in a different room in the meantime, the adults are still partying until whatever time it is. And when it's time to go home, they go grab the kid that's still sleeping and that's it. You're at the comfort of your home. Like it's just, I get, I, it's like, what is it that you need to kick everybody out? It's okay to make a little bit of noise. You got to get used to that. Cause if not, what's going to happen later on when they're like, right taking these long naps or when they're actually going to sleep at night, you're going to skip, keep kicking people out. She's really controlling Jovi's life. Yes. For the better, but also she's a bit too much as well for her to kick her for his family out that let's face it. Mama Gwen's been the MVP here. She's been helping her through everything. And this is how you're going to repay her back. In this Mama way. Gwen has been like the superhero. I mean, Come on, this is how, let, let, let's be real, Angelica. This is how she's repaying the person that took care of her while she had COVID. Disgusting. It's so crazy. It's so, so crazy. So yeah, I don't know. And, 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 and it seems like next week they're actually going to go away. They're going to Miami. And, you know, Yara's still not happy. Yara is still not happy. You know, she's she's upset and we'll see why next week. We will see what happens next week. But honestly, it's I don't feel like it's going to be good. Jovi's going to start thinking like, what did I get myself into? And I mean, I think he's already thinking that because remember, she she's she, he already came back and was like, I am so happy to see Myla. And then she had to kind of like remind him that she was there. So, yeah, it may have been that she was kicking them out for not liking her food. But I mean, the thing is, she was kind of forewarned about the food. She was kind of forewarned about the food, but she decided that, you know, they had to eat the rich people's food from the Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. I think she was upset about everything, too, as well. I kind of agree with you with that comment, Dahlia. Again, we're just responding to viewers' Facebook comments. Um, it could be not liking her food, the baby advice, and she just used Myla's excuse to kick everybody out. Yeah, I could see that happening. It is Yara at the end of the day. She's, uh, I don't know, she's making me change my mind this season uh, coming around, and I know what she I wants know. to do. I know. I know. She's trying to set up uh, a great family environment and unit and trying to get Jovi away from the bachelor lifestyle that he hasn't really um, been able to let go. But the guy's still working hard. He's still providing for her at the end of the day. So it's a tough situation here. It's really hard to judge of like what you think of these of this particular couple and what they're going through. Yeah. Now the question is, why did she want a $700 crib? Like what, what, what was the point of the $700 crib? Now I will say this. I have seen some amazing cribs and these are convertible, which are pretty awesome. And 
for those that don't know what a convertible crib is, a convertible crib goes from crib to toddler bed to twin bed. Meaning this thing follows them if taken care of properly. It follows them until they're pretty much a teenager. Um, and I've even seen some that actually the back of the crib turns into a full-on, full-size headboard for a full-size mattress. So it's just... If you're buying a $700 crib, I could see that for doing that. But if you're just buying a crib for it to be a crib and you're going to change it later, ugh, I can't, I can't see, I can't see spending $700 on something that your child is only going to sleep in for a few months. So that's just the, that's just the, the couponer in me. And, and that's not to say that it's a bad crib. It's just, especially with babies being expensive that that's just my thought because there are cheaper cribs here in the United States. I know again, Angelica and I are from different countries and I know some things may be more expensive there because our cribs that our cribs that expensive, there, like 700, a thousand dollars. You find any crib. You can even get a crib for 15,000 if you wanted to. But the cheapest I've seen is at Ikea. Ikea for $99. And it works perfectly fine. And it converts to a toddler bed. See, that's what I'm talking about. That that there is my go-to right there. Like, hey. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all you need. I mean, that, that keeps them for a few years. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I don't know. Is there anything else to say about this couple? Nope. All right. So it seems like we are on to our last couple or family or a set of Kardashians are on this week as the RV turns. Oh, wait, we have a Swellu. How could I forget about a Swellu? And the impending supervillain. <laughs> so who are we going with? As the RV turns or the impending supervillain? The impending supervillain. <laughs> okay. So. Asuelo talked to his mom last week. And they want to come. She's going back to Samoa. And. They want to come and see the kids and Asuelo and Kalani and everybody before they leave because things ended on such a positive note during the tell-all. Uh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so she really wants to see Asuelo and, you know, her baby boy before she goes back to Samoa. But there's an impending supervillain coming. And for those of you who did not watch last season, the impending supervillain is his sister, Tammy, who he himself doesn't even speak to anymore because she just acted up on the tell-all. Like, she seriously acted up. She was threatening to beat people up. She was like, you know. But this is something that carried over from her conversation at the wharf with with Kalani where she's like screaming and you know this was after the whole the best of the best give me the best of the best and he searched the whole entire uh the whole entire food court from every food truck getting the best food they have to offer so that his family would be pleased um but she is just like, she lets him know Tammy's going to be bringing her. And he's not too happy about that himself because, again, he's not speaking to his sister. So he's trying to warn everybody. This week they're going to pick out trees and they're all dressed like it's Christmas morning and they're having the best time. 
Azuelo is dressed like an elf. The kids are in their jammies. Kalini is dressed like a reindeer. And, you know, Kalani has the little Santa hat. And they're meeting Lo and her mom. And they're going to go and pick out a tree. And the funny thing is now they're saying what is going on because he announces to them that his mother is coming and Tammy is coming. And let me tell you something, Kalini is with it. She's been with it since she threatened her way back at the tell all. And she's like, okay, if she's coming in with that energy, well, I'm bringing that type of energy back. And it's just like, whoa. So yeah, she is, she's ready for a fight because this is the way they seem to come. And Lo, who is always the voice of reason, is just like, well, when did this happen? Oh, at the tell-all. And he's like, over the screen? Everybody talks crap over a screen. It's how they behave in front of you. And I'm like, he does have a point. He does have a point. Everybody can phone thug. It's how they get in, how they are when they're in front of you. So we have to see what is getting ready to happen because the last time, remember, it was getting ready to be a, the rumble in Samoa. Things just got a little more stupider. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just like, why? 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 Let's move on to the Libby family, the Kardashian wannabes, the whatever you want to call them, the the worst actors on reality television. Let's just get into them. <sighs> you have to, uh, Dahlia you, says she has $20 on Kalani. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'd be the only one that had $20 on Kalani. That's funny. Oh my gosh. So, yes, these two, these, this troop of amazing, interesting, Highly dramatic people finally make it to the family reunion after, you know, Charlie makes a fool of himself at his aunt's house in front of Pop Pop. And now it's just so crazy. So they get there. Everybody's happy to see them. They're talking it seems like everything is going well. The cousins are finally getting to meet and they're talking and it's the cutest thing ever. And then comes Hurricane Becky. Because they're discussing how one of the cousins has a, you know, a babysitter and it's pretty awesome and it gives them her and her husband some alone time and time to you know do things as a family and really get things organized and becky says so how's your babysitter it's like ug 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 now no the bad part is Andre did not know about this babysitter. He had no clue about this babysitter. And he is just like, why? What What are you talking about? Now, normally, you know, I am usually not team Andre, but I don't blame him for being angry. This was something they should have discussed as a couple before she went and got the babysitter. And she's like, yeah, I got a babysitter and I didn't tell him. Because I just didn't feel like telling him. And it's like, oh, oh. yeah, she did. She did do it on purpose. And so he's angry and he walks out because at that point he is trying. Because remember, they made an agreement that 
because it was the family function, they were going to leave everything behind. So he's trying to walk out and cool off. And she's just like, she follows him and he's like, well, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And it, it, it just got stupidly horrible. So it's like, oh my gosh. It, it, it was just so, so stupid. Just ridiculously stupid. And now Jen's out there. Well, I don't understand why he's so upset about a babysitter. It's just a babysitter. And, da, 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 da. and it's like, why can't you just let them have this moment? It probably would have been over faster than you following them out there and everybody's trying to hear what you're saying. And now it looks like half the family's out there discussing a babysitter. And of course, now they're trying to come back in and act like nothing happened. But now he want, doesn't want to sit with, <laughs> yeah, I agree, Dahlia. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't want to sit with Charlie and them. Like he didn't want to sit with Charlie to begin with, but now he's, he's sitting with Chuck, you know, go fund me Chuck who he's had his ear this whole entire trip. And now Becky and Jen are sitting at the other table with Charlie and they're, he got mad over the fact that, She's got a babysitter and it's like, that's not actually the reason this man was mad. I cannot blame him for being mad. These are things you discuss as a couple. What are you going to do with the baby? It's both of their babies. It's not like it's just her baby without him. So it's just like, ugh. I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with this. This was just like so, so ridiculous. And believe it or not, now Chuck's sister is just like, yes, he is the biggest butt kisser. So Chuck's sister is just like, you know, the place is going to close. Let's go back to my house and, and we'll have, you know, food and we'll continue the after party. Which sometimes that does happen. If you're if you're at a, an event and you have a certain amount of time, you can go back to a family member's house and continue the party there. Um, so they go back and they're having the coldest pizza ever because that pizza was like totally cold. Um, <laughs> and they're just they're wanting to play foosball and they're talking and they're drinking and eating and. Actually, believe it or not, I don't know if it was Jen's husband or Becky's husband. They go and they're um, they're um, finally, you know, seeming like they're getting together. So they're going and they're going to play foosball. And of course, Chuck has to come too. Now they're playing. They're having a good time. And of course, Andre is doing the one thing that he's been doing all this whole trip, wanting to talk shop. And because Chuck is drunk, he's going with it. But now all of a sudden, you know, actually it was Becky's husband. Becky's husband, Becky's husband leaves and he goes and tells Becky, well, yeah, they're up there and they're talking and blah, blah, blah. And they're talking and they're going half and half on a property and now Jen is up and she's ready to fight. And she's up here. You're taking advantage of my dad. And of course, Hurricane Bucky is right behind her. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, will it ever stop with these people? So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What did you think about this whole situation? You know, I'm really fed up with these guys. It's always the same drama over and over again. They're always like Andre, his main goal is to get that $100,000 and become CEO overnight. The goal for the other half of the family is to gain up on him and really just just make him uh, just leave. 
get him to leave on his own. You know, we've, we've seen him do nothing. He's been on Craigslist for three years, trying to post jobs and clearly nothing has happened. He dedicated himself to taking care of his daughter. And it's just, uh, I feel like they're at this point where they're just creating the drama. They're really trying to act as hard as possible so they can get their own reality TV show. I think that's the goal in mind that they have, but it, I'm really getting tired of this thing. Like it's just nonstop. How long are we going to, where are they in Maryland? They are in Maryland, but remember the Moldovan wedding was forever. The Moldovan wedding was four weeks. We're going to be in Ma Maryland guaranteed probably six weeks because there's been scenes that they've been saying that we were supposed to expect to see, especially someone getting thrown into the swimming pool. Um, there is that other fight that happens and there's another fight. Like we're going to be in Maryland for six weeks and I'm just already fed up with it because it's just, it's just stupid. It's just stupid, stupid arguments that they have the babysitter. There's, and I think we talked about this earlier because we do, for those who don't know, we talk a lot because we have, we're part of different partnerships. We do a lot of collaborations. And I feel like <laughs> Andre should start a daycare to make money and watch Ellie too. That's a good idea. But that man, I don't, oh, no, no, no. So I was telling you, I was telling Coupon Queenpin earlier, I said, Oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember what I said. Now I'm thinking is about this daycare, how bad it could burn down everything. But <laughs> I was telling her, Libby is the type to talk behind his back. And we've seen it. When she's with her sister, she's completely different. She's like, oh, she's like agreeing with them with everything that they say about Andre. We've seen that happen the past couple seasons. But when Andre is in the picture, she tries to hide everything and like she's sneaking around here. Like she is exactly. really trying to hide everything. And then then it's like, well, I didn't say that. Where did you hear that from? It's like, if I were to pull out the episode, you clearly said what you said. So she's at fault for this as well because she stirs the pot even more. And then there's Andre who, again, just wants 100K, needs the help from, the, from Chuck the checkbook and become a CEO of the company in under 24 hours. I know it's super, super duper crazy. So I'm really getting tired of this couple. I really just, it's always the same thing over and over again. We get it. Andre wants the money. He wants to build his business. Like he just wants just the free money to get things going and get things off the ground. It's just, uh, it, I don't know. Do you guys agree with me? It's just getting too much. Like, it's becoming very repetitive. It's becoming worse than the family Chantel at this point. Oh, it's beyond repetitive. It's beyond repetitive. It's like, how much? A, a couple can't possibly fight this much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and especially with the whole family involved. It's like, it's always something all the time. So, yeah. anything else to add before we wrap this up? Nope, let's do it. All right, guys. So we are going to be talking about uh, tomorrow. We're going to go live. We're going to talk about um, Darcy and Stacy. <laughs> yeah. And for those that don't know, there is a new show on Discovery Plus. It's a spinoff of 90 Day. And it's well, people are calling it Trouble in Paradise, which I can I can see th the reasons why. Yes, I have watched the first episode, but um, it's something in paradise. Oh, gosh, I can't remember right now. Trouble in Paradise. It's actually called Love in Paradise, but yeah, oh. <laughs> but it's been called Trouble in Paradise because of the simple fact that there is already trouble brewing in the water from the first episode. So, yes, we will be talking about that as well. I just want to respond to this Facebook comment. Uh, stupid storyline. I cannot stand them. Libby speaks out of both sides of her mouth. Same thing every week. I totally agree. There, It's just so stupid. It's getting too much. Definitely agree with this. So tomorrow, don't forget to check us out again. We are going live. We just... We're not going to spend the whole hour talking about Darcy and Stacy. We're just going to cut it really short. And um, hopefully I'm able to watch 
troubled in paradise or love in paradise. Now I don't even know the thing anymore. <laughs> Please, no crying from Darcy. Oh my gosh. Come on. We got to reenact Darcy. She's like, you know, there's going to be crying from Darcy. <laughs> you can't spell Darcy without cry. Oh, her name would just be Da. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I cannot wait for the season. I, I don't know. I just, it's just, you can't make the stuff up that they put on TV. I'm just like, wow. Like you are serious. Like unless there's a script in front of you, but damn, like you can't make it up, but we will be live tomorrow at 5 PM Eastern. Thank you guys for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me. Thank you to our Facebook viewers for commenting and, you know, leaving your opinions I, we really appreciate it. It's so fun engaging and interacting. And for those listening onto the podcast, thank you so much for your support. And that's all we have for now. Bye, guys. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy, Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Ken. A.K.A. The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And you're listening to a little bit of everything with Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.